All right, we're here with uh, Mr. Brad Evans today, the number one floor guy in all of St. Louis, right? Thank you. Yes, sir. If you don't know about Brad, you need to and give him a call if you need any hardwood uh, refinishing or what do you all do? Tell everybody. So we do uh, hardwood refinishing is probably the our bread and butter. Yep. Um, we do hardwood installs, engineered, um, laminate and vinyl plank. Yeah, right. we stick with what we know. We don't mess with carpet. We don't mess with tile. None of that stuff. We just stick with what we're good at. You're very good at it, man. You've done several of our houses, and they all turn out great. So yeah, we're happy with all of them. That's for sure. So Brad is uh, not only a successful business owner, but he owns several rental properties too. Yep. And we're real estate investing podcast, so we love uh, talking to business with people and talking real estate, man. So. Uh, Brad's also got a really great story. Um, he's going to share a little bit about um, where he started and how where you're at today. So, um, Brad, if you want, take the mic and tell everybody a little bit about where you started and how you got here, man. Cool. Uh, I pegged myself Brad the Floor Guy. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, if you meet me and I don't introduce myself as Brad the Floor Guy within five minutes, I'm not doing my job. So, <laughs> everywhere I go, it doesn't matter who I talk to. If I have a five-minute conversation with you, I let you know that, Hey, I do hardwood. Didn't you, you know. get a blues jersey signed for the floor guy or something? I, I gave John Ham. I snuck into yeah. his suite game six in right. the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, and he never wears a jersey. So I'm like, I'm going to go buy this guy a jersey and give it to him. Well, I sneak into his suite. I was the suite next to him. <laughs> and awesome. I open the door, and he's got two security guards there. And they're like, they hold me back. They're like, hey, hey, what are you doing? And I kind of pushed through him. I said, oh, I got to give John his jersey. And they're like, do you know John? I said, fuck yeah, I know John. <laughs> and I just it. walked right past him. And I was so confident and sure that they were like, oh, this guy's got to know him. Yeah, you exactly. know, he bought a jersey for him. Yeah. yeah. So I go there and I talk to him. He takes some pictures with me and uh, signs a puck for me and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. That's some legendary stuff, man. Yeah, I signed it, Brad the Floor Guy, because yeah. he gives his autograph out 100 times a day. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give him my autograph. Man. So, guess, did you get a cell phone number and everything? Or? No, no. He, he, he actually left the jersey behind. Oh. So I, I watched him walk out and he didn't have it with him. So, oh, geez. Yeah. But still, it was cool. I got some pictures with yeah, it. Yeah, man. Good branding. Good marketing. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I first met you, Brad, like five years ago at one of the local meetup groups. Yep. Um, that you said you are just telling us that's really where you got started, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, just a little backstory about myself. Um, I... Uh, been in the flooring industry since I was about 17 years old. Okay. You know, high school dropout. Um, school was never my thing. <laughs> Kids stay in school. <laughs> um, but uh, just wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, dropped out when I was, you know, still considered a freshman, but I pretty much dropped out my sophomore year. Okay. Um, got into drugs real bad. You know, my entire life I was, uh, you know, actively using, started with pot, progressed to other things. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was probably about, 16 got hooked on pills you know xanax oxycontin things like that um and then from there it progressed to you know heroin and other things <clears throat> so i had a active heroin addiction for many many years um you know I, I fought a battle every day wanted to get clean just didn't have the tools or you know didn't think i had the willpower to do so um so uh you know i was out there being being an active addict and uh you know the, the law caught up with me and uh had to do some uh some jail time which uh you know was literally the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life wow. you know um i spent about uh, 10 months in county jail mm. um don't regret a day of it you know um i wouldn't change it for the world uh it, i wouldn't trade what i went through for the world it showed me where I wanted to be in life and where I never want to go back. Do you, I mean, did you get that perspective years later or while you were locked up? You, you know, it's, it, it, the, the, the light bulb that really went off in my head was, you know, I was at like breakfast one day and, you know, in, in county jail and this guy next to me is talking about how he shot some guy and the guy wrote a statement on him and he's, he wishes the guy would just keep it in the streets and try to shoot him. And then the other kid next to me is talking about how he robbed his grandma it's seven o'clock in the morning, you know, and these guys are just, you know, telling all this and all these stories. And I was like, like, I just don't, I deserve to be here. Yeah. I broke the law, but this isn't my purpose in life. I right. have a bigger purpose in life. How old were you then? Oh, I was about 23 okay. when this, at the, at this time. So, um, 
23 young shithead. And then, uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, like I said, I went through a drug treatment program in County jail. I'd go back as a guest speaker, um, probably about every three or four months, share my story with them. Um, let them know that it's possible to recover and, you know, try to succeed and succeed, you know, um, I really focus on the success with recovery, not like the success financially, you know, um, you really have to have the one before you could get the other, okay. you know, sure. uh, relapse are very common after people get out of treatment, you know? So, uh, I just go there and try to share my story to maybe change one life, you know, just one it. person. I go there all the time. I've probably yeah. spoke in front of them 25 times, uh, just share my story with them and Damn. let them know it's possible. That's really powerful stuff, dude. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks for sharing awesome. that, man. Yeah. yeah. So, stopped using, obviously got out of jail. One thing that stuck with me and people can use this with everything in life. You know, um, my mom told me, she goes, if you dedicate a fraction of the time and energy you spent using and seeking drugs into being successful, you'll be the most successful person I know. And those words always stuck with me. Um, thanks mom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I started thinking one day in, in County jail, like, how much time I really spent, um, you know, finding money for drugs, yeah. sourcing them, waiting for him. You know, I'll be there in five minutes, an hour later, he's not there. Yeah. And I'm like, if I dedicate, the, you know, that time into being successful, I'll be super successful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, before I got arrested, or before I became like a bad at end, end of drugs, you know, I was doing flooring. I made like 20, 25 bucks an hour yeah. at 20 years old, 18 years old. That's I'm pretty good. That's money. Pretty good. That's yeah. Super good money. Um, so when I got out of jail, I burned a lot of bridges, you know, um, when I got out of jail, I just called everyone I knew and begged them for a job. Yeah. I went to work for 13 bucks an hour. Okay. Uh, shortly after that, um, I became an electrician for a couple of years. I'm, you know, I made 12, 13 bucks an hour doing that, went through an apprenticeship program and went through the schooling and stuff like that. So, um, you know, probably I was an electrician for about two years briefly after I got out of jail and, uh, you know, I got laid off and, uh, you know, I, I, I never looked at the, the electrical, like it was my bread and butter. You know, I didn't even cash my paychecks. The office called me and was like wondering like, (laughs) Hey, are you going to even pick these paychecks up? I did so much flooring side jobs oh, okay. that I used that. That's the money I lived on, you know? Yeah. So I, uh, I ended up, uh, getting laid off as an electrician. I was like, you know what? I got all this side work doing flooring. Might take a little stab at it. You know, yeah, sure. everyone told me I was crazy. They're like, you can make 60 grand a year as an electrician with benefits and Woo-hoo. this and that. Yeah. yeah. Well, but how much money were you making on the side? And oh, I was dedicated making, everything to it. Yeah. Right? I was making, you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks a week, but yeah. I was working nights and weekends like yeah. crazy. Uh, I had no personal life whatsoever. I had my son and that was it. And yeah. I worked. Um, so finally I, you know, after I got laid off the last time I was like, you know, I'm just going to take, take a stab at this, you know? Sure. So, uh, I went out and, uh, you know, no one handed me the keys to anything. You know, I spent every dollar I had on equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I worked out of a little S 10 pickup truck, yeah. you know, I would get done as an electrician at four o'clock. I'd go home, eat real quick, load my tools up and go work until midnight, three in the morning. Just depends. <clears throat> so I did that forever, you know? And finally I, uh, once I got laid off, I was like, I'm just going to take a stab at this. And it, and it just hit off it just, you know, grew. And I, I literally every day, <clears throat> like I said before, my biggest skill is networking, you know, mm-hmm. like I just go out there every day and, you know, I might get a hundred no's, but I'm going to get a yes. You know, I mean, it, it seems like you've grown your business totally by word of mouth, right? Uh, I'd say 95% of our jobs is word of mouth or me just out there like mm-hmm. grinding, trying to, yeah. we, our marketing budget's so low. It's 500 bucks a month. Yeah. You Holy know, smokes. that's yeah. what we spend on marketing. What kind and of marketing are you doing? We do Google AdWords. Okay. Yeah. So, um, we have like 240 five-star Google reviews. Um, so we just, we, we market with them. We have like three keywords and, and just refinishing, uh, hardwood refinishing. And, and then there's another one, but we just focus on that yeah. and we get a lot of leads from that. Um, 
but uh, generically is where we get most of our business. And I mean, you are always on Facebook soliciting yourself to every investor who's showing off they got a property with some hardwoods. Yep. And I love it, man. So uh, Jake's my, always said you would make the best dispositions manager yeah, for somebody because you know every that's, investor that's in my town. Secret. That's my secret. I was going to talk to you about that. <laughs> yeah, if anybody has a house, they, they, they want us. Yeah. Well, we can work that out. But yeah, if anybody has a house in St. Louis and need to sell, just go ahead and contact Yeah, you know all the rehabbers, man. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I know. I know a lot of people, and and you know, I appreciate everybody, and you know, um, people, you know, spread my name around a lot, and uh, you know, it's a funny story. My operations manager was telling me the other day that that I didn't even know. I do uh, work for this. Uh, he's a property manager, but he also rehabs a lot of houses too. Mm -hmm. And I remember, uh, I didn't remember this until he told me, but uh, he said he goes, uh, you know, why I started using Brad. This is telling my operations manager. I, he goes, no, why? He goes, well, the, I posted something about needing a plumber and Brad saw the picture that needed hardwood and he messages me and he goes, hey, who's going to do your hardwood? And I've probably done 30 jobs for that guy since, <laughs> you know. Awesome, yeah, that question's got you a lot of business. But I remember I was doing a Facebook Live when I was first wholesaling and you're like, look at them hardwoods. <laughs> yeah. Hardwood. So yeah. Like, who's this guy, Brad Evans? <laughs> yeah. If I see it, I, I just have to. I can't. I, I can't resist, you know, so loves hardwood floors. Yeah, it's my passion. Literally. I love hardwood floors. It's the only thing that I've ever done that I was good at, yeah. you know, like I wasn't good at baseball. I wasn't good at basketball. You know, I, I wasn't good at anything in life and yeah. hardwood was one thing I was good at. So when you started, it was just you. Yeah. You and your truck. Mm -hmm. So you said it was about what, five, six years ago, you said? No, I, I started probably about eight years okay. ago, you know, okay. may, maybe almost nine. Um, just doing it by myself yeah. on the side, okay. you know, uh, about seven years ago, I brought on two employees and, uh, you know, I've business is a roller coaster. You know, sometimes you, you see where you're at and you have to pull back, you know, at, at the beginning a year in, I got six guys and I got back down to two mm. second year. I got to 16 guys, went back to six, you know, I mean, it's yeah. been a push forward, pull yeah. back, push forward, pull back. You got to find that happy medium to where you can still mm -hmm. maintain the jobs, communication and stuff like that. Yeah. When you grow really <laughs> rapidly, then a lot of problems come with it too. Yeah. So. Well, you got, you got a pretty built out team right now. You got a fleet of vehicles and stuff like that. So yeah, that, pro that progression that you've gone, like, have you had any mentors to help you build this out? Or is this all by trial by fire and just kind of figure out as you go? I, I'm the guy that has to learn the hard way, you know, and I've learned the hard way so many times. Okay. Um, I've had mentors, um, you know, uh, a good friend of mine that I started off with, he's like 67 years old. Mm -hmm. He is phenomenal at, at what he does, but he's horrible at a lot of other aspects. So I've kind of looked at him over the last 20 years and I've sat there and been like, okay, well he does X, Y, Z great, but ABC does horrible. Sure. You know, so I've tried to like plug those in and, and get mm -hmm. to where um, where he's lacking, like paying taxes, you know, yeah. uh, I hired a great accountant. That's a heck of you a know? thing to lack at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hired a great accountant. They don't play in the gray. They're black and white. They see one color and that's it. And, you know, so we don't have that issue, yeah, you know, safe. yeah. So how, how many guys you got on your cruise? Now? There's there's 35 of us now. Wow. And that's okay. including me. Yeah. So this is a real estate investing podcast. We've talked a lot about flooring and stuff like that, which is a huge part of, uh, you know, if you have a rental property, you need to get that done. But you've built this business and we haven't really talked about the success that you've, well, we talked about it, but like you've, you're very successful in this business. What made you say like, oh, I think I want to start owning rental properties? Um, uh, an investor that I was doing work for. Yeah. Um, he was just like, hey, when are you going to buy a rental? When are you going to start investing? Yeah. Is it that I, easy with you? You're just like, okay, yeah. I'll do it. And I looked at him, I go, when are you going to sell me one? <laughs> so uh, I got in, I told you before the meeting, but I uh, got in with like a, a small $6,000 investment on an owner finance deal. That was where your, I, your first one? That was the first one? That was my first one. Oh, okay. Yep. Got my feet wet. I must have had 25 people tell me how stupid I was <laughs> for buying this, this floor scent rental. Who wants to be up in floor scent? Oh, that's all I heard, you know? Um, and I, and I cash flow a lot of money off that property. Actually, I cash flowed almost what my mortgage on my personal house was. Oh, wow. I would cash flow that amount on an initial, I was out of pocket six grand. 
that, that's, that's so much fun when you start looking at your properties like, well, this is my mortgage fund. This is this my, is my truck vehicle this, fund. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have so, you seen the see? Have you seen what the house is appreciated to since you bought it? You, you know what? I haven't. Uh, I'm sure I I have equity in it, but I I haven't looked at it. You don't it. care about that? No, yeah. no. I look at the cash flow. So everybody's different, I guess, in investing. Um, some people are like, like, you know, look at the equity and this and that. I'm more looking at the cash flow. Yeah. What do I make off these properties every month? Profit after everything. Yeah. Some well, of them I have tied into property management companies um, and some of them I self-manage. Well, you got to be doing pretty good. You said you've got 10 that are free and clear now? Yeah, that's including my personal house yeah. and one I just bought that's not uh, not ready and then one needs a septic system. So yeah. I have seven occupied yeah. uh, rentals that are that are cash flowing, they're producing. Yeah, that's that's great. I mean, we're leveraging everything with what we do. We're doing the Burr method. Yeah. So yeah. eventually down the road, yeah, we want to have a, a dozen or so of those free and clear, but... Man, to have that much cash flow early on, man, that you can really stack some capital up, that's that's powerful, man. I'm I'm the guy that uh you know, I, I know that uh that I need a plan for the future. No one ever knows what it's gonna bring, you know. So when I get 30, 40 grand, that's when I try to go an extra 30, 40 grand. That's yeah. when I'll just go pay cash for a rental. Yeah. You know. And uh this year I plan on buying about three or four additional ones. Yeah. Um, and then just growing every year. You know, so what are we trying to build that portfolio up to? I don't know what this what the magic number is. So, you know, you know, my magic number in flooring's changed probably ten times. Yeah, and every time I reach that goal, I'm like, nah, it's not good enough. You know, yeah, you're so not, you're not even forty yet, are you? I'm thirty five. You're thirty five. Yeah, dude, you got a long way to retirement. I, I assume you're the kind of guy that doesn't like to just sit still. No, you like to keep rolling. So, yeah. yeah, and I and I, whenever I think of something, I don't. I probably, I might act too quickly, you know, I don't think about stuff and like really put pen to paper and yeah. like, you know, overanalyze things. If I think about something, I jump on it, you know? Yeah. Like just hopping on a plane to Boston and buying tickets to Stanley Cup. Going to game seven, baby, you know, <laughs> literally sitting at lunch and just, you yeah. know, very spontaneous, yeah. you know? So, but yeah, I mean, I'd probably like to, um, have, you know, a comfortable number for me would be about 200 K a year. Okay. So whatever. Income mm -hmm. from, yeah. from your business or from your just rentals? Just the rentals. Yeah. Just the rentals. You know, my goal is to kind of pass the flooring company on to my son. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's 16. He's very intelligent. And he's been working with you for a while. Yeah. Right? yeah. I yes. think I met him at Debbie, didn't I? He wasn't in there. I think he was. He did show up at one of our the houses. Vinyl yeah. was it? Vinyl install. He didn't uh, do no, sand and finish. It was hardwoods. Yeah, we did hardwoods. It was a kid though. Was it? Was it nail down or like a new install? No, no. just a refinish. Yeah, oh yeah, he didn't. Uh, that wasn't him. He didn't. He didn't do refinishing this yeah. year. But he uh, he's he's super smart. He gets he gets the best of both worlds. So he's got like the hands on skills, but he also has the book smarts. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying I'm not book smart. I just can't sit there and read a book and stay focused. You know, yeah, that's something like you kind of develop early on in childhood. Yeah. Um, parents kind of encourage you to do that kind of thing. So it sounds like you may have done a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, good. but he's, he's super awesome. And so hopefully one day, and I think he's very, uh, he's, he's super interested mm -hmm. in the, in the business side of things, you know, yeah. so hopefully he'll want to take it over and I could just kind of pass that on to him and, you know, not tomorrow. And I always have a part in it because it's my baby. I grew up from the ground up. No yeah. one helped me. I didn't get a super big loan. You know, some guys in the flooring industry, uh, I remember I was at uh, a flooring supplier and, and every year um, they have like an open house. Yeah. Okay. It's 20% off, right? I'm looking at how much I got in the bank and I'm like, I'm going to spend every dollar. All right. If I can save 20%, I'm going broke today, you know? So I go through and I'm just, I got a guy with me with a clipboard. I'm like, I'll take 500 of those, a thousand of those. And I'm just pointing. And then after I left there, there's a couple of flooring guys that got together and they're like, did you see Brad? Just bah, bah, bah. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, I would do the same if I got a big inheritance when I was a kid. And uh, he then it was like, oh no, I heard he's got a big money backer. And it's like, Never had that. No, I'm just dead broke, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I literally like and reinvested every dollar I've ever had back into the business. Um, you know, I I do fun stuff, but I live a modest life. You it's, know, I think we were just talking about this the other day. It's a shame, like so many people think that most entrepreneurs and business owners like had everything handed to them, or yeah, you know, 
I, that's why I love hearing a story like yours. I mean, you started with nothing. Yeah. I literally had, I lived in my mom's house. Yeah. At 27 years old, I lived at my mom's house, started a business. You know, my mom didn't loan me money. I didn't, don't have a trust fund. You know, yeah. like I literally, if I got paid five grand on a job and I profited three, I took the three, I might take 300 bucks to live on and I reinvested the rest of it back into the business. And I mean, I don't know why the schooling system won't encourage more kids to go out and learn a skill because look what you did. I mean, like you said, that was, you loved it. Yeah. You're great at it and you've turned it into a whole business. And I mean, you're just on the operation side now, right? You don't really. Yeah, do I haven't. I don't perform. I don't actually go on the job site and actually do work anymore. Yeah. You know, it's I have an operations manager, office manager, warehouse manager. You know, we're we're a bigger outfit. So right now, this way I explain it. I kind of like I go out there, put people on the bus my guys drop them off, yeah. you know, like yep. they, once I bring them in, my guys see the project through, we have a full-time quality control guy, goes by every single job, make sure that, uh, that every job is the, the way it needs to be. Got a standard. Yep. And then, uh, you know, we just, uh, I just go out there and get more jobs. Didn't you, uh, do Ozzy Smith's house? Yes. How yeah. did you land that? I always want to ask you that. How did you get that? You know what? PPC? What was that? <laughs> Google paperclip? No, no. It was actually a, a guy that we had we had done a job for. Like he was there painting, and he saw the floors. He's like, I didn't think you were going to be able to save these. Um, these are great, and blah blah blah. He was doing painting over at Ozzy's, and Ozzy mentioned, "I need my floors refinished." He's like, "I got a guy." Oh, so wow. yeah, I got to meet the wizard. That's awesome. That's man. really cool, dude. Yeah. Well, one of the things that comes to mind is that, you know, we talk about, like we talk about the Burr method and everything that the strategies to get real estate and everything, but like what you did to start your business and really honestly, you did something different when it comes to buying your first rental because I was owner finance. It was just tenacity and grit, it seemed like. Yeah. Like you had no money, but that didn't stop you. You were just like, I'm just gonna hammer it, I'm gonna grind. And I'm just going to get the job done and do whatever it takes to, to, to make myself successful. And like, that's really cool because a lot of people, I think in our industry, they think they have to have some sort of like secret strategy or something like that. It's just like, if you just decide to move forward with something and just be smart about it as you go or not smart about it, depending on yeah, how you look yeah. and, and learn from your mistakes, like you can be successful, but you have to be patient. And, and you have to grind. Yeah. Okay. You have to outwork the other guy. You know, you can't just expect things to fall into your lap, especially in the flooring industry, because that's an established industry, isn't yeah. it? Like there's, it's kind of like heating and cooling. There's like a few main players. Yeah. Like, you want to get in there. Like you got, how did you, you, you said you kind of charged lower prices off the, off the set. Yeah. Is that to be competitive and to. That was just to really undercut the industry and get my name in there. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie. Gonna say that. I, I undercut so much, man. I didn't even care. You know, I'm like, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to work for peanuts to yeah. prove myself. Prove well, you my had work. no overhead. It was I had no overhead. Man. I lived at my mom's house. Yeah. You know, I didn't pay rent, you know. So um, right now, obviously, we we aren't the cheapest guy out there. I don't compete with the, um, the one-man show. I don't compete with the guy that's going to come out and do the bid yeah. and then say he's going to be there whatever day and, and start refinishing. You, you can't, you got more people. Yeah. I have more people, but I can tell you this, that I've never once walked away from a job. My guys don't bat a thousand and no one does. Okay. But I won't leave a job until it's right. right. You know, I'll spend whatever it costs. I'll write checks. It doesn't make a difference. Like we make everything right. Yeah. You know? Um, and I have guys in place to make sure that these are right. All my guys are, are well-paid. They all have 401k match, which honestly, when I started the 401k match, I thought five guys would take advantage of it. You know, I'm like, these are flooring guys, man. They're not going to put into their <laughs> retirement. You know, every Wrong. single one of them Ooh, takes advantage of it. You know, well, that's good. You got smarter guys than you thought. Yeah. And then, you know, I pay for their health insurance and stuff like that. So, you know, our overhead's a little bit more, but you, you get more with us yeah. than, than you do with just the, the guy that's out there doing the estimate doing the work and then you know you might not hear you know how many times a month i hear my flooring guy started and never showed back up or my flooring guy gave us a bid and was supposed to start today and he's not answering the phone like it's it's three four a week or yeah. a month you we, we get that yeah i mean we talked you, you mentioned the hustle and the grind mode and like that's kind of like a glorified term when real estate investing people think that's sexy you know and you got to do what you got to do 
and short sprints until you can get established. Yeah. Like, you know, now, I mean, you could have stayed in the hustle and grind mode and kept all the profit for yourself and remained that one man show. Yeah. But you've been smart enough early on at a young age to delegate out everything where you were true business owner. Mode. Yeah. 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 I stopped, you know, working for the business, mm-hmm. um, you know, probably about three years ago and started running the business. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, very successful in business told me the only way to grow a business is to give up some control. Mm-hmm. I'm a control freak. This right here, the business I started, it's my baby, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. your name's um, on everything. Yeah. So yeah. for me to give up some control, was like a big step for me. Yeah. You sure yeah. your son's ever going to get that business from you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will be micromanaging that and in the retirement home, you know, like I just, you know, I just have to, you know, I still look at everything in the big picture and the small pictures. Um, but uh, pretty much you, you have to go out there and grind, you know, and, and, no one can expect to be a real estate investor tomorrow. Right. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. might have to work your nine to five, yeah. do it on the side, and you might have to come home at 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you have to make sacrifice. I think you have to start with, with where you're at. Yeah. And no matter where that is. Yeah. And you might, you're, you might be starting from just coming out of county jail, or you might be starting with, like, I have a good nine to five, make 60 grand a year, but I want to do something else, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, the, the investor, real estate investing, um, and the last really like six years from when I started <laughs> has just it's changed. Oh my God. Yeah. Everyone's going to be a real estate investor. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't knock it. Like, go out there and, you know, I know guys that have invested in real estate and, and to, to be honest, they don't know what they're doing, you know, and I feel bad. They lose money on projects and they're, they're in over their head and, you know, it's like maybe you need to pull back a little, you know, and really analyze, you know, there, there, I mean, there's nothing wrong. There's plenty of deals to go around for everybody. And I love the competition, but I, yeah, you see people making mistakes or taking bad advice and overpaying know. by a lot. Yeah, that's the on biggest a, problem. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, that's that's my biggest struggle right now. I've been looking for a, I've been looking for a house in Oakville for some time now. Oh, to, uh, to live in. So for yeah, rehab. personal personal house to live in. We might have one for you. Yeah, really. How yeah. big of a house you want? Probably like twenty five hundred or yeah, three. Might not be good enough for you then. Yeah, yeah. it's my finished you know, basement. That doesn't need to be. I can finish it myself. Well, it might be 2500 with the finished base. Yeah. We'll yeah. Talk. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Talk we'll talk about that. <laughs> I've been looking for forever. Yeah. 18 months for, oh, a, nice. for a, a house. And in that area, there's, there's right now there's 26 um, available properties that aren't contingent. Um, and they're just all overpriced. We just, yeah. So we're buying this house in Oakville and the, the owners had to find where they're going. They're staying in Oakville. And we're looking on the market, like there's nothing active. There's like, it's I think there are six properties, the one we, we looked at it. Yeah. So. And they're like super specific on what they were looking for too. So yeah. it's like, if something does pop up, likely not going to be what they want. So. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and I'm pretty specific too, because, you know, I want what I want, you know? Mm-hmm. And if I can't, I want a gut rehab that I can make what I want, but I want to get it at that, that right price, yeah. you know? So it's tough buyer's market out there. Man, it really sure. is. Yeah. It really is. You want to look for your next rental or? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm all over the board where I buy, you know, um, currently right now I'm kind of like, I'd like to stay in Jefferson County, you know, just kind of central where you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Our office is in Sunset Hills, you know, I want any more fluorescent rentals. You know, it's, it's 46 minutes from my house to get up to fluorescent, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, a few years ago, five, six years ago, you could buy a house up there for 40, 50 grand all day. Oh, yeah. And now it's like 80, 90, 100. It's, it's retarded. Yeah. I honestly contemplate sometimes like maybe I just liquidate my portfolio right now yeah. because it'd be the time to sell. I could retail a lot of these properties, yeah. you know, um, liquidate it, sit on the cash. I mean, that's all. Let's face it. You I mean, buy some Bitcoin, right? Yeah, no. God, no. <laughs> that's... Sorry to throw you off. I've I've followed the Bitcoin for so long and I've never invested a dollar because I just don't see how it's worth anything. It's made up. 
you know, like I just don't get it. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, but no, I mean, invest in what you know, right? Yeah. Like we know, we know houses, we know real estate. Yeah. So, and that's a good segue. So how do you know, or how do you evaluate a rental property? Like, okay, these are hit my numbers. Like what are, what is our Brad Evans numbers? I have the most unconventional. I knew it. I knew it. I wanted to hear I, it. I, Does I it legit, have hardwood? Yeah. Sell him a house while he's at Vegas at the craps table. He'll, he'll buy it from you. <laughs> I bought, I bought two properties sight unseen while in Vegas, um, docu signed. One was on an airplane and one was at the craps table. You know, awesome. um, I, I've rehabbed also probably about six houses. Okay. Okay. Um, I've, everyone's going to hate me for saying this. I've never walked in and, and made a budget. Never once. <laughs> do not I've, take advice from Brad. Do not take advice from me. <laughs> I went through and I go, nah, this is going to cost a thousand. That's 1500 floors to grand. And I just get a number in my head yeah. and I make it work. I mean, do you just think like the, the purchase price, like, okay, that's a deal to me and I'll, yeah. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I look at the ARV and then, you know, make sure that, that I got a good, honestly, I bought a property from Craig Smith and I love Craig Smith. Yeah. Craig. And he's one of the most honest people in the industry. Okay. And if he tells me something, I could take that to the bank. Yeah. There's there, it goes without saying, uh, Craig sold me a property on Itasca and he was like, we want 114,000 for it. Um, but I think you can get 175 for it. So 175 was my, what the number I was shooting for. Yeah. Ended up going in there and it, it needed like minor cosmetic kitchen, bath, you know, glaze the tub, put a new toilet in vanity basics. Yeah. Hardwood floors, cabinets and granite. You know, it was pretty simple. I think I was, I think I was in for like 20 grand or something like that as far as the rehab. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got 134, maybe 140 in this property. Yeah. Um, the neighbor's house, right before I was getting, I was literally doing a punch list. The neighbor's house sold for like two, five, two, 205. Oh, wow. Literally the exact same layout. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if they sold theirs for two, first day. You, you would have think there was a carnival going on because if there, there was 150 people showed up to the open house. Yeah. My uncle's out there painting and this is, we didn't have a, a listing agent at this time, you know, and my uncle's outside and he's seeing all these sad people walking by. They didn't get the house. <laughs> and my uncle's like, uh, we'll be, ours will be hitting the market in a couple of weeks. You want to oh. come take a look? Yeah. So we got this guy, we, we nabbed him at a, at a one ninety five. Nice. And uh, he got a deal, you know, because our house was nicer than the neighbor's house. Yeah. But I was like, if we could do this with, with, you know, before no we're even done, yeah. get a contract on it, let them pick out like the light fixtures and stuff. Like we're golden. So you, you sold know? it before you even completed the rehab? Yep. That's yep. awesome. Well, we had a contract on it before we, yeah. we completed it. Nice. So no, we did, we did super well on that one. No agents involved at all? No, the, the buy, they buyers had a buyer's agent. agent. Yeah. So you just paid 2.7. 2.7 to him. Yeah. That's cheap. I mean, yeah. I imagine <laughs> uh, with all your crews, you could control your rehab pretty, your rehab. Oh, pretty all good. my guys are like, I got a guy that was in the roofing industry yeah. for yeah, years. Plus good. my best friend owns a roofing company. Um, Matt Halsey, Halsey Roofing. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, I used to play baseball with Matt back in the did day. Did you really? Yeah. He played, he could play baseball. He was pretty good. <laughs> really? Yeah. His dad was our coach, man. Big time. Yeah. Big time was your coach. Yeah. Wow. Did he yell at you? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> Did he yell <laughs> at you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love big time. So tangent, quick story, but Mr. Holsey, uh, it, so this was like 98 and McGuire was big. Yeah. Everybody thought he was Mark McGuire. Oh, like, everywhere, time, yeah. everywhere he went like, that's Big Mac. That's Big Mac. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Tom does uh, real estate investing as well. So yeah. he owns a, a large commercial portfolio. Um, actually, you know, get a get a lot of advice from him. Super smart guy. Cool. Um, but uh, we got off topic. What were we talking about? Uh, rehab. You know all the oh, guys. Oh yeah. You know so all the yeah. Uh, my, my numbers on rentals are. I don't really look at the return on investment. You know, like I talked to you earlier. I'm, I'm like sixteen five with one of my rentals. Um, that's his all-in number. That's my all-in number. You know, sixteen five on a two-bed, one bath, and that's after I put floors in there, vanity, kept the cabinets, painted them. Yeah. It's a cute little two-bed house in Hazelwood. Uh, it rents for eight and a quarter. Nice. You sure. know, I have a property management company, so they take eighty-two fifty a month. 
um, taxes, insurance, whatever. So, I mean, I cash flow a good amount of money on that yeah. property. Hell yeah. I don't even know what the, I don't, I, I don't know how to figure out the formula on a return on investment. <laughs> I, don't I mean, you can, it. but if the money that's in your bank account is great, then who like, cares? we'll help you out once we get done with this. Yeah. <laughs> figure it out but, for you. but for, for me, I'm like, I got, I'm 16 grand on a property. I make, I profit seven or five seventy five a month. Yeah. Yeah. You I know? think you're doing pretty well. Plus I have the house and it has equity, you know? So that's, <laughs> I, I'm so unconventional. Uh, I will say this though. Um, did a property uh, in uh, Limburg school districts and uh super cute house, man. Horrible layout. You Was know? this a flip you did or mm -hmm, yeah. flip? Yeah super cute uh i saw the potential mm -hmm. it was this was mls okay we went in low balled them got a, you know <laughs> met halfway um and no one could see the vision with this property mm -hmm. right you walk in and it's like a living room you don't even see the kitchen you have to walk through this like funky hallway through like a three-foot doorway to see the kitchen it was like a galley kitchen it was horrible so I'm like, we'll just wipe this wall out. We'll just do this. And then, you know, I never really got like the understanding on dealing with South County with permits, you know, and engineers and engineers, <laughs> structural engineers. Yeah, yeah. So once I get in there and I'm like, oh, I need a structural engineer to draw up um, how to put support this yeah. load bearing wall and I'm getting ready to remove. I'm like, you know, just put you laminate two two by tens together with a three eighths piece of dry or a three eighths piece of plywood in between you span it across you got two uh, uh king studs and a jack stud i got i got it all figured out in my head i don't need an architect or a, a engineer well, to, we're gonna need a drawing for that yeah <laughs> so you know i'm, I'm 1700 bucks into the engineer all this stuff and then they there are some other structural issues with the property i lost 17 grand damn you know, I bought it with, I uh, used private money. Mm -hmm. um, I've dealt with Faster House, Faster Lending. Um, That's who we use, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they were great, worked with us. Um, uh, rehab took way longer. Yeah. Um, you know, the flooring's my bread and butter, yeah. right? So if I'm going to, um, I would rather put the property on the back burner than the flooring business on the back burner. Sure. So you, you let know, it sit for a little while. Yeah, let yeah. it sit for a little while. Kept pulling guys off to do, you know, sure to the to do the uh, flooring business. Um, but I lost seventeen grand. Yeah. You know, and that's a stink. You know, I've I've had some home runs. You yeah. know, I've had quite a few home runs. I uh, I bought a I assigned a contract in Webster Groves on a sick house. Um, sold to my buddy John Morgan. Um, okay. And I made a, a nice, nice. Um, so you've done a little wholesaling too. Yeah. Just I knew referral, you'd be a good referral deals. I yeah. knew it. We're, yeah. yeah, we were yeah. talking to well, well, see, I was like, I went in there, I locked up the deal. The lady loved me. Yeah. You know, so many people have walked through and made offers, but this lady was worried about her stuff. And I go, you worry about your stuff. You're going to the nursing home. I go, I'll get you a storage locker. I'll move it for you. She's like, how am I going to do this? 85 years old. How yeah. am I going to move all this stuff? I'm like, I'll send my guys over, we'll box it all up, move it to the storage locker for you. You leave whatever you want, I'll throw in the dumpster. So you're a hero. I locked up this deal and uh, you know, it was a it was a great commission day. You know, <laughs> everybody else that went in there was just like, oh, you know, they couldn't give her solutions, you yeah. know. And she wanted a solution for her issue. How'd you get the deal? Was it a referral or it was my somebody my uncle knew, yeah, you know, and uh we just uh we went in there and she, she just she wanted what she owed on it she had a reverse mortgage and just wanted wanted out so there's so many people that are trying to get into wholesaling and and you just you do just it stumble across and, and webster grows of all places yeah, uh, <laughs> i literally didn't even try and and the thing is is i was i know everybody yeah you know and and it's like you know i make facebook posts about buying real estate it might not be you guys that i buy a property from it might be a lady I went to high school with, sure. which I bought three properties from her mother and I paid 13, five for them. You know, one was a nice house in Normandy. Yeah. Uh, it was bundled in with a package. I I'm all in, in that Normandy house for 20 K and it rents for eight fifty a month. Nice. You know, that cash flows. So, um, but realistically with the, with like that property, 
you know, I had a home run on that one, but I, I've lost some too, you know, and I've let some of my rental sit, you know, like I'm not the, yeah. I'm not the real estate investing guy that, that stays focused on real estate investing. Well, you know? I mean, like you said before, like you have your main business, yeah. Evans Flooring, that's paying for your lifestyle right now and everything like that. And real estate is a long game. For it's, you. A, it's a long, long play. I mean, I'd say it's a hobby for you, but you've got so much passive income from those 10 free clear properties. Yeah. I mean, I'm scared to ask you, do you even know what your monthly net is on your cash flow? I no clue. <laughs> Does your accountant know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. I could email her and she would let me know what it is in minutes. I'm not the smartest guy, but I make sure I surround myself with, if I, if I lack in a department, I make sure I get it. I think you're pretty good. smart. I think you're pretty smart. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm smart in a lot of ways, but you know, numbers and you know, things like that, as far as like, uh, cash flow and stuff sure. like that. You know, I've kind of like thought in my head, but I don't know the real number, you know, I probably think, like three grand a month on passive income. I think it's more. You got to be doing better. Yeah, that. I think you're yeah. doing better. I actually think you're doing better. Than I don't know. Like after taxes, property man, uh, after management mm -hmm. and insurance and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, seven of them are occupied. Yeah. I think you should dig into it and you'd be surprised. Next episode. And let, me, let us know. Next, next episode. Let us know in the next. Episode, yeah. Maybe you're, you're going to come back in here next time. And you're like, guys, I got the spreadsheet. I've I got a 21%. I, I sold my business. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize what's going on. Out. <laughs> my son has it. He's 17 now. Yeah. 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 Well, Brad, I had a couple questions I wanted to get in here. Um, so, I mean, what's working well for you in your business right now? And what's your biggest struggle? Ooh. The flooring business? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, obviously I'm, we've had growing pains. Yeah. Okay. With, with growing pains, you know, you, you got to figure out um, processes and procedures for everything. Mm -hmm. You know, someone isn't happy about something. Someone fields that call. Who do they hand it off to? You know what I'm saying? Um, so what we're trying to do now is, really focus on um, our communication, mm -hmm. all right? We don't we don't lack in quality, we lack in communication, mm -hmm. okay? That's something we struggle with, yeah. all right? We have anywhere from 12 to 15 active jobs a day, okay? Um, with those, the weather, you know, yeah. um, we had to push a lot of people off. We gave them a, a good heads up saying, hey, you know, with the weather, the way it was this week, we didn't have guys work for a couple of days. Yeah. So we need to push it back a couple of days, you know? So we're, we're getting better with the, uh, with the communication side of things. Okay. You know, um, we've had a lot of people, um, you know, kind of hammer us on, you guys are great at flooring, but you're horrible communication, mm -hmm. you know? And I lose sleep over this kind of stuff at night. You know, like I'm the business owner, yeah. you know, I mean, everyone sees that I haven't been in the office yet today, you know, and, and that's all people see. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, he hasn't even been in the office today. Well, they don't see that I've been on Facebook bird dogging, you know, yeah. messaging people trying to say, Hey, who does, who's doing your floors or that I'm out there grinding all day, every day. And it trying doesn't to grow stop. Business, yeah. I had a guy message me at 12 o'clock, friend request me at 12 o'clock last night, message me and say, Hey, I need floors, four rooms done at such and such midnight on Thursday night. You know, you know what I do? I respond one o'clock in the morning. Want to schedule a job? I got you, baby. You know, <laughs> I don't care. I'm 24 seven, like seven 11, you know, <laughs> call me whenever it involves money. I'm there, you know? So, um, you know, the communication is, is not our strong suit, but we're working on it. We're getting a lot better. Yeah. Um, you know, what's working for us now is, you know, the quality, our guys' attitude, you know, like we have a great group of guys. I imagine, I mean, that's got to be a struggle growing a team of 35 guys with different personalities. And oh my God, how much of it every day is just managing people? You know, it's, it's quite a bit, you know. So, you know, you look at a company with all men, okay? Mm -hmm. Anywhere from anywhere from 20 to 40, okay? Yeah. All that testosterone. This guy ate my fruit snacks. It's yeah. like a it's like a daycare sometimes, you know. Um, so you have to find whose personalities fit with who, and we're constantly shuffling some things up. It's like brothers, you know. Yeah. I've got four brothers. I've thrown a hammer at my brother's head before. <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't love the guy. 
Yeah. It's just I'm, I was sick of them that day. Yeah, I understand. So we have to kind of like, you know, shuffle some things around. Once these two guys work together for so long, they start getting sick of each other. Yeah. You know, so we shuffle them around and make sure that, you know, we can do that. Um, but our, our quality is always there. I feel confident in our price point on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's guys that'll do it for ten percent cheaper. You I, know. I that's why. I mean, we still use you guys. You're very competitive. So. Yeah, and, and, and even for investors. Yeah, and and for and quick too. Yeah, and you know, we we pride our, ourselves on that. You know, we don't leave a job to start someone else's. So if you're on this schedule from Tuesday, but Monday's job ran over into Tuesday. We have to finish Monday's job before we start yours. But that means we're not going to leave your job to go start Susie's job because that's just how we operate, yep. you know. So with that, we, we just want to make sure that we, we focus on the job we're on and then move forward. Um, but like I said, the quality's there, the price is there, especially for investors. Okay. Now, where else, what other industry can you get like? the price that I give for refinishing, which, you know, is, is anywhere from two bucks to two seventy five a square foot. Okay. Yeah. Unless it's pine or like a pre-finished job or something like that. I mean, two bucks for natural, like dude, there's guys that do it themselves that can't charge that. Yeah. And, and, and they look at me like I'm stupid. <laughs> like they have no clue how I can do that for that price and still do profitable paying my guys health insurance 401k Aflac paying them good money, have nice equipment, nice vans, warehouse, all this stuff. And I still profitable because I buy in bulk, you know? So they go and they buy two pieces of sandpaper, a gallon of poly and this and that, you know? So this goes back to when you first started and you're like, I have a couple hundred bucks. I'm going to spend it all on all this stuff. And yeah. I'm, yeah. What I, my, my greatest story ever is I know the unit costs of everything in my business down to a trash bag. Okay, down to a 14 by 14 hair cloth rag. I know what per unit it costs me. I don't care if they come in a 72 pack or 114 pack. It doesn't make a difference. I want to know what each one cost. Okay, so what I do is, is I call around and I negotiate. Okay, I went into Home Depot probably two years ago. I was buying these Husky trash bags. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I go in there and I go... I knew what I was paying. I was paying 54 cents a trash bag at my supplier. I went into Home Depot. I had just a number in my head. It was 22 cents. I was like, I want each trash bag for 22 cents. And I went in there and I go, what's the, how much do I have to buy to get it for 22 cents? I was like, you got a number. Like, I just need to know the number. And uh, I gave my contact info. I didn't even make it to the parking lot. He emails me and it was like $5,000 worth of trash bags. Wow. I was like, <laughs> send them my you way. Want me to give you my credit card number now, but I didn't look at it like I spent five grand on trash bags. Yeah, I looked at it like I saved five grand yeah, yeah. on trash bags. Now I still have some of those trash bags, <laughs> you know. But what's the shelf life on a trash bag? You I know? think it's long as long as you stay out of the light. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, we try to make sure that you know I go to Vegas every year. They didn't have it this year, but they have uh, what's called like the. Uh, flooring convention every year okay. surfaces, you okay. know? Yeah. And I go out there and I talk to different suppliers and I negotiate price and things like that. So, so all your negotiations start with how much of this do I have to buy to get it? Yeah. This? Okay. Yeah. You got a number in your head. Like, you know, I want the company to make money, yeah. but I'm buying it in one big bulk. They don't have to do a thousand transactions to sell that. Yeah. Like I would rather make 5% than no percent, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. So. That's a great tip for rehabbers too. I mean, if you're planning on doing 10 projects for the year and you can estimate, well, I'm going to do flooring and all those, like, you know, go out. We and have guys that say, Hey, I want to buy five pallets of this. And yeah. we'll just, you know, they, they know that's the same engineered yeah. um, hardwood in each house, you know, and they just buy it in, mm-hmm. in bulk, you know? So, I mean, that's, that's kind of the key is once you can figure out that you're, buying power um you can really drive your cost down you know it's a pro tip right there um i mean do you have to consistently keep up that high volume to remain profitable i mean with running that many crews or but what do you mean like well is it like if if we gotta do 10 jobs this week to break even it's like oh yeah. yeah yeah so our fixed cost mm-hmm. um it's pretty high mm-hmm. okay so 
that number doesn't change whether I have one guy working or 35 working. Mm -hmm. All right. My building, insurance, all the salary guys, including myself, like what number is that? Okay. Um, so we need to expand to three more trucks that produce X amount of revenue per week. Um, and then those three trucks will essentially, um, only cost us labor material Mm -hmm. and a van. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Because everything else is absorbed with the crews that we have now. Mm-hmm. So once we start those other three crews, that's really when we'll take our, my, my account explained it like this. At some point in business, your revenue gets higher. Mm-hmm. Your profit either stays the same or gets lower. Yep. Because once you're doing more revenue, you have to hire more guys that are going to oversee these guys. Yeah. You know, your profit has a percentage on that. That's the dollar amount. Correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was more profitable. <clears throat> when I operate out of my house with six guys yeah. than I am now. Yeah. You know, but it's a long-term play, mm-hmm. you know? So realistically, you know, I had, I had what we called the death trap ban, you know, from 55 to 65, yeah. it would just shake like this. Yeah. That was one of my first work vans. Yeah. I didn't have the money to get something nice. You know, so my guys would complain about it. just drive 67, you know, <laughs> drive 67, don't wobble anymore, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I had no, I had no Skip 55 to 65. <laughs> yeah, just hurry up and get through it. You're good. So I had very low overhead. You know, I didn't have management. I didn't have office people. You know, I managed two, three jobs a day, you know, and the profit margins were crazy, you know. But now I have seven or six non-producing employees with the office, secretary, yeah. warehouse, quality control, mm-hmm. estimator, operations, and me, you know, mm-hmm. so. So what's your vision for expanding then? Have you got to hire three new crews? Are you going to have to pump more marketing or? Oh, man, no. No, I get people call me every day. I mean, you have that much of a backlog of I, job I, scheduled? Yeah. Yeah. Retail customers right now, we're, we, we raised our rates a little bit. Um, we can't do all the jobs anyway. So, you know, we're like the only way to create more revenue or create more profit is either do more jobs or raise your prices, you know? So for, for retail customers, we, we raised our prices a little bit, which still is competitive, you know? Right. But like, so a retail versus an investor. So investor, the house is empty. You're not moving around and you're not dealing with other people's schedules other than other subcontractors and contractors with the retail you have to deal with like okay there's furniture that needs to move there's house like yeah there's life they want to see 43 different stain samples yeah they don't know if they want to go white red gray brown black they have no clue yeah you know yeah pay pay a little more for that yeah (laughs) so you know and then they want to bring in their sister and then their mom and there's four of them trying to decide on what color and then they're like well we want to see something with this you spent two hours is that how ozzy treated you who is it how ozzy treated you (laughs) oh no ozzy boy he pulled triggers dude he knew exactly what he wanted man i gotta move all these gold gloves (laughs) yeah you know what i regret not asking him to see the gold you know? He used to have it in his restaurant. I'm sure it's in some museum. I think he had. I think he had multiples. Yeah, I you mean, know, like sixteen. I think. Yeah, so I'm sure he's got some uh, sitting in his basement. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, so did your retail business take a dip with Corona and everything? Oh, no, or? no, nothing's taking a dip. Yeah. We've expanded so much. Really? I mean, we're up, you know, ten percent, if yeah. not more, from 2019. I figure you have less people not wanting to let you through your house and no, everything more. Yeah. More retail. You guys, are, you guys are wearing masks anyways, aren't you? When you're running those machines. So, yeah. so. You know what, man, I, I buy these masks for these guys Uh-oh. and then they, they don't wear them. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you wear a mask? Like when I stand at floors, I wore yeah. a big mask. Hope you OSHA's know? not listening. Who? OSHA. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I used to work in the body shop, man. What's that? I used to work in the body yeah, shop yeah. and, uh, you know, some old school guys would be standing right down their face in there. They'd be painting with no respirator on. Like, yeah. But they're smoking three packs of Marlboros a day. Yeah. Swigging oil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, well, Brad, this has been fun, man. Um, you're 35. You got a successful business, growing your rental portfolio. What's, what's the future goals for you, man? Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I'd like to, uh, future goals, grow the, flooring business. Like I said, the numbers changed every yeah. year. It's, it, I'm going to have 10 guys. I'm going to have 20 guys. I'm going to have 30 guys. Now I want 50. 
yeah. you know, like 50 guys out there, um, you know, working for Evans. Um, it rental portfolio, like I said, I went, uh, you know, 200K a year in passive income. You know, that's after property management, taxes, insurance. Sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, <clears throat> that's my number. You got to figure 30. out that cash flow number so you can yeah. figure out how many yeah. units you need well, to I'm buy. Gonna start, I'm going to work on that. <laughs> He's um, like 90 years old. He probably figures out. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah ball, exactly. off my head. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I want to grow the flooring business still. Yeah. Um, we plan on, you know, I, I wanted to last year open a second location, mm-hmm. um, really start um, catering to selling product. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's uh, a lot of markup and flooring product. Um, and if I charged what, um, normal people, other flooring companies charge for product, um, I would have a beach house on every coast, (laughs) you know, I mean, as much product as we sell, Mm -hmm. if we got their prices, I would, I would have so much money to be unreal. Hmm. I'd have every color Lamborghini. I really would. (laughs) I'd have to start mixing all the models. Yeah. I'd have to start mixing colors. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I could, I could, you know, charge a fraction of what other companies are charging. Mm-hmm. I did a job for a lady in Chesterfield. Um, I went in there and, uh, you know, she was going to buy the material for nine bucks a square foot wow. from all surface. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nine bucks a square foot for the material. Yeah, it's not cheap. I did the whole job for nine fifty. material labor installed, removing, reinstalled base, remove carpet, all that for yeah. nine fifty. She paid fifty cents more a square foot to have me do the entire job. And she's just going to do materials for nine. Yeah. Do you have like a price sheet? Like you just saved thousand, five thousand dollars. She you. knew. Yeah. Yeah. She knew. Like legit. Because I was like, I, I couldn't sleep at night if I charged someone that for material. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I just couldn't. There's a material sales the easiest. I pick up a phone. I say, Hey, I need fourteen hundred square feet of so and so. When will it be in? Bam. You know, like that's our easiest thing. Obviously, our showroom isn't. I mean, we only cater to our customers. We don't really try to market walk-ins, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, like, we treat our customers. With, we give them better pricing. It's a smaller showroom, but, you know, we got a lot of great products in there. Um, so, we just try to give them the best bang for the buck. Mm-hmm. We don't have the showroom to keep the lights on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. How about personal goals, man? I know you do a lot of traveling and you've done some missionary work in the past. Yeah. Or- yeah. Uh, my, my life goal is to try to change, like I told you earlier, I don't know if we were on air or not, but I just want to change one person's life. Yeah. You know, I want someone to be inspired by me, um, you know, whatever it is, you know, I'm a very religious person. Um, and I just, my purpose in life isn't to be Brad, the floor guy. You know what I'm saying? God, it's just a vehicle for exactly. He gave me the tools to, to help try to change someone's life. You know, um, you know, that's really what I want to do. You know, I think one of our mentors told us recently, he's like, when I started making more money, I just, it just made me think about how many more people I can help out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It goes so. hand in hand and, uh, you know, personal goals, you know, I started hitting the gym a couple weeks ago. I saw that. Yeah. Oh man. I can't even I can't <laughs> extend my arms out. Getting swole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I just you had a pretty good, you got a pretty buff trainer. So yeah. Yeah. Joey DeFranco, man. He was, uh, he's in the hospital right now. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I got to work out with him about three times and then he had to go hurt himself. (laughs) So selfish, um, selfish bastard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now he's going to be, uh, sitting for about six months. I think they say can't, uh, can't work out. So going to lose all his gains, man. Yeah. He's doing, (laughs) he's doing a lot better though. So, um, but yeah, I just had to, I just had to get a personal trainer. I went a couple of times by myself since then. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and I love to travel, you know, uh, another little second, couple second story is, uh, I was, you know, I went kind of crazy 2019, um, went on a lot of vacations. Um, you know, uh, one of the investors that I deal with, um, older guy, you know, we're walking up, uh, maybe 14, 15 steps midway through, he's got to take a break. And he goes, man, Brad, don't you want to save up some of that money you spent on them vacations for when you get my age? I said, dude, you can barely walk up the steps. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I, you know, yeah. like I plan for the future, obviously, you know, and that's my goal, but you know, I like to live life and experience life. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Why well, defer everything till you, till when you can't you get around a happy anymore. medium. Yeah. I, yeah. The addict in me 
it's, it's hard for me to have balance. Mm. You know, when I get into something, I'm 150% in it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, once I, once I get something and, and st- you know, um, like it, that's, that becomes my next thing, yeah. you know? So, well, Brad, you've, uh, I think you've inspired a couple guys here today, man. You got an awesome story and thanks for sharing with everybody. Where can everybody find out for all their flooring needs from Evans? Oh, Brad will find you. <laughs> I don't have to worry after this. Anyone that views this will get a personal message from me. Um, At 1 a.m. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you can go to our Facebook page. You okay. can uh, you can call our office, 314-722-3047. Call me anytime, 314-680-9949. Um, you know, just reach out to us for any of your, uh, hardwood needs. You know, we specialize, like I said, in hardwood, yeah. uh, refinishing installs, engineered laminates, vinyl, uh, plank. So if you got a property, do me a favor before you tell me that a floor is not savable, let us come out and look at it. I would rather waste 30 minutes of my time mm-hmm. before you tell me an original hardwood floor is not savable and you overlay it with laminate. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many jobs I've been to in the last couple of years where someone's like, these are not savable. And I go, man, I can make these look brand new, mm-hmm. you know, for, for what you would pay for just the material for a laminate floor. Yeah. You know, it's true. I've seen the magic. Yeah. He's not lying. So, yeah. all right, man. Thanks for doing this, Brad. This is awesome. Lot of fun. I appreciate it, guys. All right, buddy. Thank you.